Man, talk radio. Yes, talk radio. It's so boring, man. Okay. I was down in Georgia, nothing was as real as this street beneath my feet. For Friday, May 23rd, 2020, this is the Laced Up Quarantine Hockey Podcast, and I am still James Cole. Uh, I'm Brutes Battaglia from the north side. I I don't have anything else with that, really. No, that's fine. You don't need more. Like that, That's enough. You've got more than I do, really. I just kind of stretch out... Uh, an opening that makes it sound like I'm important, but in, in reality, I'm I'm really not that important. You do you do have a more of a shtick though. Every week, I feel like you've got something something else to say. I try. I try. Not not that it's necessarily anything of like substance to say. Like last week, you were making jokes about like the city being on fire and stuff like that. So, luckily, which I'm glad to see luckily that, we that have not yeah. gone down. Yeah. Luckily, that joke did not come back to haunt you yet. Wow. wow. Yeah, that that could have went real bad, actually. Yeah, that 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 um, would arguably was worse than the episode where we were joking about coronavirus two days before the world shut down because of coronavirus. Uh, I would say the city's burning to the ground was worse. Our timing is nothing if not impeccable. I will I will say that. Yeah, I'm I'm sure that something something that we talk about today is going to go wrong, but we're we're real quick to make fun of things going on around us without maybe making sure that that's okay first. Yeah, but. well, you know, like, it's not, it's not like my life's a picnic, but I think it's funny, so who cares? You know, if I can if I can make fun of myself, I think everyone else should, you know? Make fun of themselves, not make fun of me. Definitely, definitely. We have a, uh, I don't know if this is going to be labeled as a bonus episode, but it's kind of a, a fun, untraditional un- yeah, un- type of format. I guess we're not, a bonus we're not talking. We're not, we're not really going to be talking any current hockey. Yeah, yeah. So this, we'll so this, this is our, our our trivia episode, I guess, because because we're at that point of quarantine where we're just going to start quizzing each other once a month about things that don't really matter, I guess. Um, well, wait, probably not, probably not wait once a month. Wait till you hear my but, questions. Oh, fair. How dare you so, determine so, that they don't matter? We we've each got a game for uh, the other uh, host for today's episode, and. Uh, um, while uh, the one I, I made is is something original and I came from within my my soul, uh, Brutes has prepared uh, something a little bit more um, mainstream, if you will. Um, I, I'll let you introduce uh, your aspect of uh, trivia episode. Uh, I'm I'm not actually Regis Philbin, um, but I am oh, hosting. That's too bad. Uh, Who wants to be a millionaire? Because um, we couldn't get Jimmy Kimmel to do a hockey-specific episode. They wouldn't fly James out to California to film it because uh, they they had COVID. No, yeah. they're still filming. Um, they're still very much filming every week, but they are uh, uh, filming with mostly celebrities that uh, live in Los Angeles. Is kind of the main thing. So. Um, oh, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I actually, I thought they were all pre-taped, and then I was noticing how every time a new contestant would come up, they would, like, 
bump each other's arms with like a noticeable distance in between and then finally Jimmy Kimmel's just like yeah so like just so everyone knows like we're filming this during the pandemic that's why there's no audience and it's like a laugh track and shit in the background it's pretty funny to be honest but um but yeah so 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 we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do it this way I'm gonna host who wants to be a millionaire because um this is kind of the job that I was born for I think I grew up watching who wants to be a millionaire I watched the first episode the first night in 1999 when I was like six years old and couldn't answer any of the questions and uh and loved it I I don't know why I loved it because I didn't know the answer to almost anything uh, but as a kid, I thought it was great. Had to be the Regis factor. Regis right? helped a lot, and then Regis yeah. left, and then I stopped watching it, and um, probably could count on one hand how many times I've watched the show between Regis leaving, leaving, and uh, the Jimmy Kimmel. I guess Regis. I'm pretty sure Regis came back very briefly, but it was more like a like they're doing it now, like a celebrity. Fortnite event kind of thing, sort of thing, and I think I watched that. But, um, but yeah, like the, it's 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 about it. I feel no need to watch uh, Meredith Vieira host Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, and she was one of the better ones. There were some really bad ones. Anyway, Regis doesn't usually um, ramble like this at the beginning of the episode about the history of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, so I guess I'll stop uh, and introduce today's contestant. Uh, we're joined today by James uh, James Cole. From uh, Thunder Bay, Ontario, James. Thanks for thanks for joining us here. Well, I'm just happy to be, uh, you know, the recipient of the fastest fingers uh, round to open up. I uh, my hat goes off to all the other guys in, in that opening round for the uh, what was that called the the, the the hot question? What was that opening? As I mentioned, I uh, I uh, I did watch it as a kid, and I don't really remember oh. some of the older rules that they had. The fastest, but finger. it was something like that. Yeah, yeah, the fastest finger to get you in. That was the, that was okay. Was like, of of the neat. of the gimmicky things they've abandoned, that that one was still fine. But that one did kind of require a little bit of skill too. So, could you imagine finishing second like all game long and just never getting the chance to? Play? Well, as I mentioned, I am a game show fan. I do watch a lot of Prices Right as well, where that's uh, commonly an issue, where someone will sit in the stands for five of the six turns get called to be one of the bidders for the final person to get onto the show and they'll get on but margaret's been watching the show for 37 years and like has been there since the opening minute of the show and lost out on every fucking prize by one dollar because of that jackass mark that got on on number five it's an infuriating show. Um, so, James, I'm assuming that you're familiar with how Who Wants to Be a Millionaire works, but I'm going to give you a little bit of a rundown. Uh, you're going to have 15 questions ranging from $100 to a $1 million, and they're going to go in, in order. Um, so what's going to happen is you're going to, if you get to $1,000, that's your checkpoint. You can't leave here with less than $1,000. Now, you aren't winning any actual money, but it's all for bragging rights. You should probably get to $1,000. Uh, once you get $32,000 right, if you get it right, you can't finish below $32,000. So conceivably, if you get 10 questions right today, you're walking out of here minimum 32 grand in bragging rights, I guess. And uh, yeah, so so that's how that works. It's going to go up to a million dollars. Now, you do have three lifelines. These three lifelines can be used uh, at any time if you need a little bit of help with one of your questions. So we've got the 50-50 uh, lifeline, which is... Uh, the computer is going to randomly take away two wrong answers. Now, when I say the computer, I mean myself, because I made all the questions. 
Um, you have a phone a friend option, which uh, I'm assuming you have a friend lined up and hopefully they're good to go and ready for your call because if not, tough shit. Uh, but you will call them, you'll have 30 seconds to start reading the question, give them all the answers, ask them for help uh, in any way that you uh, deem necessary. So you don't need to read the question verbatim, you don't need to read all the answers, however you think is going to best get your answer in 30 seconds. But once 30 seconds is up, that phone hangs up no matter what, and you are, uh, you are SOL if you don't get an answer from your, uh, from your buddy. Uh, and the third lifeline is called Double Dip. Now how this works is you're going to have an opportunity. If there's a question that you feel that you have two guesses on, you can choose to use the Double Dip if you are afraid that number one will be incorrect. Uh, if number one and or number two of your answers are correct, then you will move on, you get the question correct. Um, if you guess and question number one was the right answer, you still have used your double dip, your double dip is gone. So you can only use this once in the show, but it does give you a little bit of insurance to make sure that, uh, that you can, uh, you know, move on. Now I should say the double dip, not a Regis Philbin era, uh, lifeline, I don't think, but, uh. Still, more, still good, nonetheless. Uh, more of a Gary Queen uh, sponsored type of uh, lifeline. I don't necessarily have a better suggestion for the name of it, but I will tell you that one of the reasons I chose it was because of the name. Good. Um, I, I do want to get it out of the way first. Uh, again, thanks for having me. Um, while I, I myself will walk away with no money, I just want it to be known for everyone listening at home that I am playing on behalf of the Human Fund and that any money that I do win uh, will be donated to that particular charity. So I'm looking forward to making a lot of money for a lot of uh, people. See, like, my, my Regis Philbin impression would be 100% made better. Like, like it's 80% better if you can see the video because, uh, like, this would be the point where he would just raise his eyebrows and be like, yeah, good luck with that. And that'd be, like, that'd be <laughs> it, you know? Just those subtle little marks to kind of cut you down, uh, undermine your confidence as the episode goes on. James, I, I believe you're clear on the rules. Uh, shall we get started? I uh, I think I'm good if you are good. Okay. And I believe we are ready to play Who Wants to Be a Hockey Millionaire, which uh, after escrow is good for about $450,000. Your first question. Who led the NHL in scoring for the 2018-2019 season? Was it A, Patrick Kane? Was it B, Nikita Kucherov? Was it C, Johnny Gaudreau? Or was it D, Bubba Berenswick? Um, I'm, I'm really hoping that Bubba makes another appearance down the road because I'd like to see him get his day uh, in the spotlight. Um, however, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, B, Nikita Kucherov. Final answer. Final answer, Regis. That is correct. You have won $100. Let's see if you can double that. For $200, who is the man they refer to as Mr. Hockey? Is it A, Gordie Howe? Is it B, Yarmir Yager? Is it C, Mike Sillinger? Or is it D, Bubba Berenswick? Wow. <laughs> I'm, uh... I'm really getting that, that Bubba Phil off the first two questions and I Bubba Bubba like I said like I said the first question like I'm I, I really wish I could I could give him the nod here because I, I think he's an incredible hockey player and and uh, you know he 
I have a feeling he'll show up I later. I think he played but... 39 games in the National Hockey League. Like, I don't think it's much more than that. It's under so... It's under 60. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with A on this one. Uh, Gordy Howe. Is that your final answer? Final answer. I'm going to use my opportunity to say that as much as possible tonight. Uh, Gordy Howe is correct for $200. You won $200. Your $300 question... How many times have the Vancouver Canucks won the Stanley Cup? Is it A, none? Is it is it B, once? Is it C, twice? Or is it D, every time? Every, every time in their franchise history or every time in NHL history? Just want to clarify that one. That's up for you to determine, James. Okay. I'm, I'm, no, uh, that, you that's, know. I'm just I'm listen, looking for a little listen, I'm, clarity I'm, on, I'm on the I'm just the host. But, I, I, um, don't, I don't make the questions. I'm just Regis Philbin. I, I think the problem with the question is that um, in 1917, the Vancouver uh, team was referred to by a different moniker. So mm. I don't think every time applies uh, in this particular question. I, I'm going to go with A again uh, with uh, A none. Is that your final answer? Uh, yes. None is correct for $300. Going for $500 now. Aren't you supposed to ask me, like, how you're feeling? Not yet. Oh, okay. No. This is supposed to be easy, this part. The Conn Smythe Trophy is awarded to an NHL player deemed to be what? Is it A, most sportsmanlike? Is it B, the best goaltender? Is it C, playoff MVP, or is it D, criminally insane? Now, no one's saying that Con Smythe wasn't criminally insane, uh, but the trophy itself... That's why maybe it's meant to trip you up. Yeah, I think the trophy itself, um, I believe, is given out to the playoff MVP uh, each, each year. So I'm going with C, final answer. You're going with C. C is correct for $500. Going for $1,000 now. Nice. Quadruple digits. Amelie Arena is the home rink of which NHL team? Is it A, the Carolina Hurricanes? Is it B, the Buffalo Sabres? Is it C, the Tampa Bay Lightning? Or is it D, the Florida Panthers? I, I will admit that if you were asking me the home arena of teams A or B, I may not be able to answer that. Yeah, um, that's why I picked those two teams specifically. Yeah. Um, however, I, I do believe that the Amelie Arena is located in Florida, and more specifically, uh, Tampa, Bay, Tampa Bay. So I'm going to go with C, Tampa Bay Lightning. Is that your final answer? Final answer. Let's do it. Oh, James. We were looking for Tampa Bay. You are correct for $1,000. Get it. Okay. Well, that's 1000 in your pocket. How are you feeling now? Um, We're going good. to go to commercial now. Nice. Viagra or whatever sponsored the show. Yeah, how, how visit, you feeling? Visit Flying Fishing and Resorts. Uh, <laughs> yeah. How you feeling? Uh, pretty good. I, I was much more nervous about like the the like the first question is always a gimme, 
Uh, after that, I was very confused as to how difficult this was going to proceed. Yeah. Um, wasn't bad. Like I said, if it was a different team in the last, que- a different arena in the last question, maybe things are getting a little tighter. But uh, I'm I'm feeling okay. I got the lifeline still, and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what this next. Uh, these, these next questions have in store for me. I remember several times Regis joking about how uh, the theory on the first five questions was so they could reimburse you for your flights. And I believe the network told him to stop joking about that because they do pay for the people's flights. And he's like, yeah, well, that's the joke. Man, Regis filming a treasure of TV history. Uh, he, he's one of a kind, yeah. Big fan. All right. So you're, you're going to keep going or are you going to walk away? I... I don't see the benefit to walking away at this, I've at this never, point. I've never at seen someone just be like, you know what, I'm going to take the... I'm going to take... Like, after the checkpoint, you know what I mean? You, know, you don't I'm see a, people I'm, walk I'm about, away. I'm about $843 in debt, so this kind of covers that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go. You wouldn't want to even see the next question? Nah. Yeah. I'm not going to push my luck. <laughs> you know, you there's no consequence to just seeing the question. All right. Then let's play Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? For $2,000. In the 1973 classic The Hockey Song, Stompin' Tom Connors, what kind of scream does the singer describe in the line, now the final flick of a hockey stick, and one blank scream? Is it A, enormous? Is it B, gigantic? Is it C, Colossal, or is it D? Tremendous. They're not meant to be cake. They're not meant to be picnics necessarily. After one thousand. Wow. Um. You you seem like you're singing. Are you familiar with the song? I, I've I've heard the song. Um, I was trying to figure out the number of syllables needed for that particular word, but uh, all four kind of match that uh, description. Um, I I have one in mind. Um. You're allowed to think out loud, because I, uh, I yeah. cannot confirm or deny anything, but if you need to speak aloud, feel free. I, I've, I think I've got it down to two. Um, and what two would that be? I like Gigantic. That, that was the one that kind of jumped out to me at first. And, and when I sing it in my head, it, it, it sounds right. Um, well, thank God for your head, am I right, folks? Ooh. See again, the um, Regis smile right now would be perfect. Yeah, I love the audience. Thank you, audience. I wish I could ask you. I think I'm doing 20% Regis Philbin, 80% uh, Kramer when he hosts the Merv Griffin show from his apartment. Ooh. No, that's fair. Just really emphasizing every uh, every word. Um, I like I like B and D primarily. Um, colossal to me just it just doesn't seem to fit. 
and from a as 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 someone that has written lyrics for a song uh, before, uh, enormous just doesn't seem to flow well. Have you written any hockey songs? Uh, I don't believe so. I do. That's know not that going to help from, you here, uh, am I right, folks? Going from one vowel beginning word to another typically is not a fluid transition for a singer. Um, boy, I would hate to use a lifeline this early. Oh, whatever you need to do, you know. That's the way I see it. You do have three lifelines. I do. Your 50-50, your phone a friend, or your double dip. Now, the nice thing about the double dip and the 50-50 is if you use them together... You can you can move on to the next question. Yeah, in in theory. Now my fear is is that if I fifty fifty it and I end up with gigantic and tremendous, I'll be forced then to use the double dip and I'll be out two lifelines in one question. It would be interesting to see what the computer has randomly generated as the two <laughs> to take away for sure. You're lucky. You're lucky that they are predetermined. Or are you? See, like I like I told you, I watched Regis for five years. I know how to fuck with the contestant's head. <laughs> All right, give me the fifty-fifty. We're gonna fifty-fifty it. That means the computer is going to take away two of the incorrect. Oh, I can't do that. Then. You're left with gigantic and colossal. Um, I've got nothing to lose at this point because if I get the wrong question, if I get it wrong, I, I go back to where I am now. So I feel like I don't want to waste a second lifeline on this by double dipping. I'm going to go with B, gigantic. You're going... And I was watching uh, the celebrity one with uh, Jimmy Kimmel, and he had uh, they had uh, Doctor Phil on, and uh, <laughs> there was one question Doctor Phil took like twenty minutes with, and they just like kept being like they would fast forward it, be like eight minutes later, and he's still just sitting there, and um, so finally like he answers, he gets it right, the time goes, and then Jimmy's like, oh, we're out of time, and Doctor Phil, yeah, no shit. I'm going to go with B, Gigantic. Final answer. You're going B, Gigantic. Gigantic is correct for $2,000. Getting, uh, getting a little sweaty real quick over there. I didn't like using the lifeline that, that soon. That's uh, That's got me pretty worried for the what's to come here. Well... If it's any consolation, they only get harder. For $4,000. Well, 
Which of these former star players was never coached by Joel Quenville? Is it A, Tony Amante? Is it B, Nikolai Habibulin? Is it C, Alex Tangay? Is it D, Doug Waite? Bit of, a little bit of math involved, kind of, on this one. Yeah. Quinville left Colorado in 07-08. So he would have had Tangay. I believe Heavy Bullen showed up around that time for Chicago. Oh, wait, and Amante. Quenville was with St. Louis before Colorado. What year did Wait get there? Are there any answers that you can confirm that it's not? I, I know it's not Tange. I'm pretty sure it's not Happy Bolin. I'm leaning towards Amante. Um, Quenville, he wouldn't have coached Amante in New York. And I'm pretty sure Amante was out of Chicago before Quenville got there. You do have two remaining lifelines. One is phone a friend, and the other is the double dip. It would be very convenient at this time if your phone a friend was Tony Amante or Doug Waite. True. I don't have either of those particular players on my contact list, fortunately. Even Happy Bullen would help right now, am I right, folks? True. What year did Doug Wade get to St. Louis? Actually, Tangay would probably be the guy to call. I feel like he's the nerdiest of the four. He would, you he think would so, know. Eh? Well, I, I couldn't get past the language barrier with Cabby Bullen, you know. We would both know the word Quenville, and that'd be probably about it. I feel like Amante's from New York, too. That might be a tough one to kind of weed through over the phone. <laughs> Why'd you want to play college hockey? Isn't Wade American too? Yeah, I don't I don't think he's got an accent though. I could be wrong. Looking up where Tony Amante is even from. I might be wrong. Oh, he's from Massachusetts, so even worse. <laughs> accent wise, folks. Sorry. Yeah, fucking Siv. Why'd you want to play college hockey? Boy, this is tough. I, I, I think Amante and, and Waite are both missing Quenville by about a year based on my own internal guessing. And I really would not like to use two lifelines in the same tier. Hmm. 
Are you familiar with the coaching career of Joel Quenville? How familiar are you? I I know the teams. I just I can't remember the years. I remember he he left Colorado. It was a mutual agreement in the summer of 08. And then he ended up in Chicago for the fall of 08. Stuck there until Florida last year. And before Colorado, he was in St. Louis. But where I'm getting confused is where, you know, did he leave St. Louis to go to Colorado? Because I know Amante was in Calgary the same year that Doug Waite was in St. Louis. But I can't remember... If that was before Quenville got to Amante or after. Amante's the guy I'm leaning towards. I have a feeling Doug Waite got there in time for Quenville in St. Louis. Think about what you could do with $2,000. <laughs> of bragging rights, which is so, so nothing. I could provide some great relief to the human fund in their battle against people. I'll be honest, you've probably done better than some of our listeners at this point anyway. This isn't, uh, this isn't a softball game we're playing. No. And I'm, I'm increasingly nervous that if I have to use two lifelines by the $4,000 question, I won't, I won't have enough left by the time it gets to be the nitty-gritty, so to speak. What? Can't get to the nitty-gritty if you get a bunch of questions wrong. It's true. I'm going to go with Tony Amante. A. And I think I'm going to make that my final answer. Is that your... Oh. All right. He's going with A. Tony Amante. (laughs) He highlighted me, so I kind of thought yeah. he was going heavy oh, going for a second. Yeah, that's my mistake. Tony Amante is correct for $4,000. Now, may I ask the host a question? Mm, well, as long as it doesn't pertain to the questions. When did Joel Quenville leave St. Louis? <clears throat> you, oh, I don't have the information the host... in front of me. Oh, that's that's fine. That's fine. No. I was just kidding. I'm just Regis Philbin. I don't watch hockey. I don't know anything outside the New York Rangers fantastic speaking of the new york rangers for eight thousand dollars who is the all-time leader for games coached in new york rangers history wow is it a emile francis is it b frank boucher is it c lester patrick is it d elaine vigneault Yeah. <laughs> wow. Think about what you could do with four thousand dollars. 
Are you familiar with the history of the New York Rangers? That's what Regis would do, is just ask really vague, really yeah, vague, like, would. just to see he if, really if he knows if you know anything yeah. about it. Do you know who the New York Rangers are? Yeah, yeah, I've heard of them, yeah. Have you ever seen Casablanca? Yeah, I have, but it, I don't have the whole fucking thing in front of me here right now, Regis. Yeah. Hmm. I... I do not remember Frank Boucher as a coach for the Rangers. Um, the other three guys I, I, I can distinctly say all coach the Rangers. Well, the problem is, is that when you get into... Like Lester Patrick coached when there was... 44 to 50 games a season whereas Vigneault had 82. The question does specify games not years or seasons. Ooh, that is tough. Are you a New York Ranger fan? James not to this degree. No. Um, I like the team on paper. You do have two remaining lifelines, uh, which is your phone a friend or your double dip. Hopefully, Elaine Vigneault is one of your phone a friends, am I right? I wish. I don't... Are any of the other three alive? Oh, I couldn't imagine. <laughs> Patrick's dead. Francis is dead. I don't know the status of Frank Boucher. Oh, boy. This is... Uh... See, where I'm getting tripped up here a little bit, Regis, if I can vent to you for a moment. Please, please. By all means. Um... Is is the the mod modernity of Alain Vigneault. The th the other three guys are all guys you would find in the fifties, maybe sixties. But Vigneault's got a, a, a modern factor that that adds to his his credit. Now, I'm going to ask you a question about one of the lifelines. All right. With the it's highly unorthodox, dip, but... With, with the double dip, do I guess first, and am I, am I told that I'm wrong, and then I guess again, or do I guess both right away? Nope. If you, you, can, you can take one guess, I'll tell you it's wrong. It eliminates uh, an answer, and then you have uh, one more go at three remaining possibilities. This week's double dip sponsored by Baskin Robbins. Uh, they got they got some desserts. Thirty-one flavors. I think that's their slogan. Uh oh. I'm gonna use Dunkin the double donuts. dip, Regis. 
You're going to use the double dip. Okay. So we've decided you that, that you are committing. This is the question you are going to use the double dip on because you yeah. you can't go back once you've said you are using it. This is this is it. I, I think I have to. Okay. I, I don't I don't think we're getting to the million dollar question today, but. Uh, um, well, not with yeah. that kind of attitude. Well, <laughs> not with that number of uh, <laughs> lifelines remaining either. Um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and use it. Okay. Uh, so my first guess will be uh, Alain Vigneault. You would have gone Alain Vigneault with your first answer. Yeah. Well, it's good thing you used the double dip, because Alain Vigneault is incorrect. So you do have one more go with three remaining possibilities. Ah, this is tough. Yeah, like Frank Frank Boucher is throwing a wrench here because I think Emile Francis had more games coached than Lester Patrick. But not knowing anything about Frank Boucher's coaching career, it's definitely not helping. Um, I really don't want to use that other lifeline. I don't think there's going to be much help coming for me. Who was your phone a friend at this point? Who would be your, I've, uh, your friend to phone? So I've got a, a cousin who's a uh, co-two-time former city coach of the New champion. York Rangers. Oh, okay. Yeah, we've uh, won a couple city trivia championships together, and he's more of a he's more of a '80s '90s kind of guy. Where I I know none of these guys really apply, so I don't I don't think he'd be much help, unfortunately. Um, I'm going to make a, a, a bit of a Hail Mary pick here, Regis, and um, it's just a gut feeling. So I'm going to go with a Emil Francis as my final answer for uh, games coached by the New York Rangers. Emil Francis, your final answer is A. Emil Francis is correct for $8,000. Let's fucking go. Mm-hmm. For $16,000. The 1991 outdoor exhibition game in Las Vegas between the LA Kings and the New York Rangers took place in the parking lot of which high-profile Las Vegas hotel? Is it A, the Mirage? Is it B, Planet Hollywood? Is it C, Caesar's Palace? Or is it D, the MGM Grant? Ha ha. <laughs> Probably could have used those other two lifelines. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. You do have one remaining lifeline, which is your yeah, phone a friend. 
who is your cousin, a two-time trivia champion in the city of Tander Bay? Is that what it's called? Yeah, you're close, Regis, you're close. Um, Never been to Canada. Wow, I... My... I'd like to be able to rule out Planet Hollywood by saying that it's just not prestige enough, but then again, it's the (laughs) NHL, so it seems like just the hotel that would open its doors for an exhibition game. How dare you? How dare you insult the good name of Planet Hollywood like that? Think about what you could do with $8,000. Are you familiar with this outdoor exhibition game from the 1991 preseason? I I am. The the ice was covered in locusts, as as it was reported. Uh, Bugs getting stuck to the ice surface because it was too hot out. Are you aware Um, of any of these four Vegas hotels having massive bug infestations in the early 90s? Given that they're on the same block, I would assume that they all experience the same natural disasters. If one's got rats, they all do. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like it's not Caesars. I don't know why. I'm just assuming their parking lot sucks or something. I, I don't know. The MGM seems... Now, one thing too... you need to consider with all this is you're thinking back to 1991. Yeah. So it's not so much to think about what things are now. Yeah. But what were they then? I don't know how good your knowledge of the Vegas Strip is anyway. Not great. I would be remiss if I didn't use the lifeline to call a friend. So I think I'm going to call my cousin Jonathan. Okay. Well, let's see if we can get Jonathan on the phone. Uh, yeah. All right. All right, here it is. He's going to think you only have 30 seconds and freak right out. All right, go. Hit me. Did Jonathan fall asleep? Am I right, folks? You have reached. (sighs) Okay. Now I stall until Jonathan calls back. Ah! Here's hoping. Have you ever been to Las Vegas? I have not. Mm. Um, My father has, my sister has, my stepsister has. Has Jonathan? I, I don't think so, actually. So he wasn't in attendance for this game. I would, I would doubt it. I wasn't alive for this game. I can tell you that. So, okay, I'm, I'm gonna make a guess. Um, it's. 
it's based solely on the lack of reputation of the hotel in the question compared to the others. I'm going to go with Planet Hollywood just because it seems kind of weird to toss that hotel into the question if it wasn't the answer. Whereas the other three are, are kind of too grandiose in a way. And that's that's literally the only basis for the answer that I'm giving is is that this is just too obscure a hotel to be the answer. So I'm, I'm going to go B, Planet Hollywood. F final answer. You're going Planet Hollywood, final answer. I regret to inform you that Planet Hollywood is incorrect. Uh, we were looking for C, Caesar's Palace. Really? The, I would not have thought that. The set of the, of the 2009 hit comedy film, The Hangover, starring Bradley that, Cooper. That very well may have been my last choice of, of the four. So. Well, the interesting thing is, uh, I mean, not that I would have expected you to know this, but I believe Planet Hollywood was going under major renovations at the time, so they weren't open. Uh, the MGM Grand had not been built yet, the the current version. Uh, and the Mirage, there was something weird about the Mirage, too, so I, you know. Not that you would have had a, a lengthy knowledge of the 1990s Vegas Strip history, but uh, yeah, we were, we were looking for Caesar's Palace. I kind of thought that you would have gone the other way. Because it's really the only hotel that would have had the resources to host an event at the time. So, as, as such. But I guess you don't really know that with MGM either. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I can't uh, wait for Jonathan to call me back later and be like, Oh, I'm sorry I missed your call. Yeah. And him know that it was Caesar's Palace. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, that is uh, that. That is a shame. But you do leave us today with $1,000 half a curb check. So. For the for the human fund, could, as could, it were. Could be worse. Yeah. Okay. There you go. And the rest of the questions die with me in a briefcase. Uh, as it should. Until the next time that you're on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. And... See, the, the good thing is I only need to find like easy questions the next time around. You know what I mean? I'll go a little bit easier and I don't need to find anything hard. I, all the hard questions are locked in a briefcase now. We're good. Love it. We're good. Alright, what game am I going to lose now? Okay, well, um, I am one big loser for today's episode. Um, I, I hope we get a winner. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and, and say that I, I hope that my my co-host loses my quiz. I'd like to see him win, honestly. like I, I think one of us should be able to come out of this episode with some some productivity to their to their life. My, my game is original. Um, so while anyone listening at home, uh, may have been familiar with Millionaire and have known the structure. Uh, you can't know this one. It's brand new, hot off the press. So before we get going, I'm, I'm going to read through the rules. And I apologize if this is a little confusing for those listening at home. Uh, Brutes is going to be able to read all the questions and, and have the options in front of him. So hopefully he won't get too uh, confused on his end. Uh, but... Um, just so everyone can kind of follow along at home. Uh, this game I've dubbed Connect Four. 
uh, trivia edition. I'm sh- I, I am absolute money at real life Connect Four. I must add. So hopefully it's something like that. I was like going to say. I, I hope everyone at home knows what Connect Four, the Just original version, is. Money. I, I don't. I don't lose much. There you go. It's, uh, it's hopefully you don't. It's lose my much chess. This time. It's yeah. my chess. Um. So this is the trivia edition of Connect Four. Uh, here, here are a quick breakdown of the rules. Uh, there are four categories within the game, uh, similar to the categories that you would find on Jeopardy. So, you know, you get a title, and, and everything in that question is kind of connected to the title. Uh, the player, uh, in this case, uh, Brutes, will mm. begin each round by choosing one of the four categories. Uh, each category has four questions within it. Two of them are regular, and two of them are multiple choice. Uh, after the four questions have been played, uh, Brutes will attempt to find the connection before between uh, sorry between the four answers. Um, the name of the category will provide a subtle hint as to the connection. An incorrect answer for a regular question will result in the correct answer being revealed to Brutes. So if he gets if he gets a regular question wrong, I will give him the answer so that at least he has the player. Uh, going into the category uh, final. However, this will not be the case for the multiple choice questions. So he'll have four options to choose from in a multiple choice question. He gets it wrong, let's say. uh, That means one of those three remaining players is the correct answer. And it will be up to Brutes to make that determination as to where the connection lies within the category. Uh, Additionally, each question will have a corresponding hint that uh, that I myself have predetermined. A maximum of two hints can be used per category. Um, in each of the categories, uh, one of the one of the hints will be to remove one of the wrong multiple choice answers, um, similar to the 50-50. Um, additionally, a choice option will be offered each round. So of, of the four hints, one will have a choice where Brutes can go down one of two ways, um, so IE, uh, I'll provide either, you know, the draft year or the goal total for, for the player. Um, that is the answer. Finally, the player will start the game with four lifelines that can be used anytime throughout the game. My phone lifelines... friend is former Chicago Blackhawk forward, Tony Amante. Wow. Uh, that would have came in handy for myself in the last game. No, unfortunately the lifelines in my game are not the same. Um, as lifelines found in Millionaire, uh, my lifelines uh, will be used to either reveal the answer of an incorrectly guessed multiple choice question or to provide an additional hint. So whereas in, in, in one round, Brutes would get two hints, he can he can go the route of having a third hint or he can add uh, the answer uh, for an incorrectly guessed multiple choice question. Uh, if Brutes is able to correctly find the connection between the four answers within a category, a lifeline will be added to his total. Now, when it comes to winning the game, uh, this is where it gets maybe a little confusing for those at home. Uh, winning the game will be based on a <laughs> point... This is the point it gets confusing. Yeah. Uh Winning the game will be based on a, a point accumulation process. So uh, each question that Brutes gets right will be worth two points. Now, if he uses a hint, 
to get that question right, he'll only get one point. So he sacrifices a point if he uses a hint and gets it right. Um, correctly answering the category connection will net Brutes five points for that, that connection. Uh, additionally, any remaining lifelines at the end of the game will be uh, added to his total, so he'll get three points for every lifeline that he doesn't use. At the end of the day, there's 76 points on the board. There's 76 points out there for Brutes to get, and uh, he will win if he can accumulate 25 or more points. He will he will earn a victory. Um uh, as a last-minute addition, I will say that the points are worth $1,000 each. So uh, $25,000 is uh, up for grabs for Brutes. Brutes, which charity are you playing for today? Yeah, I'm actually uh, playing for myself. Uh, I could use the $25,000. That's money that I uh, uh, was probably going to make this year that I'm not making. So, oh, Fair enough. I'm going to use it to feed myself. Okay, uh, if if you are ready, Brutes, I think we can get sure. Going yeah, with... I, I got to be honest. I'm not 100 percent sure what's going on here. I feel like once it's in front of me, though, I'll be uh, I'll, I'll know a little bit more about what I'm doing. I think I just got to think... see it in front of me here. Is all. Oh, I was there gonna it is. say. I, I think I think the best the best answer uh, I can give you is take each question one at a time. Worry about the points later. If you've got a a hint or a lifeline question, we can resolve it as it comes up. So there's not a, a ton of strategy involved here, right? Not a ton. Okay, you're you're going to get then, 16 then questions at the end of the day, unlike me where if I, I flame out. But. If I don't, yeah. No, okay, I get it. It's more or less just a, this is more of a, a test than it is a, 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 a game show. A quiz, essentially. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay, all right. I, no, okay. I got it then. We're good. So, so with that, Brutes, I will give you the option of picking one of the four categories. I'd like to phone a friend. Okay, uh, the four uh, the four uh, categories. Yeah. Uh, so category one is titled "This Beat Goes On and On." Category two is titled "Junior Mints Can Be Very Refreshing," as taken from Seinfeld. Category three is titled Third Times the Charm," and category four is "Get By with a Little Help from These Friends." Ooh, so it's just a roundabout Joe Cocker. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, which of those categories would you like to start off with? Uh, let's, let's, um, hmm. I don't like the sound of junior mints can be refreshing. It seems like it's something to do with junior hockey. And, uh, uh, maybe one of my weakest suits would be knowing, um, where, where guys played junior hockey. So I don't really want to start off there. I'm, I'm going to go with, uh, get by with a little help from these friends. Hoping it's something to do with line mates. So category four in that case, we're category gonna go four. with get by with a little help from these friends. Okay, so question one. I will put up there for you. Uh, question one, Mr. Brutes, who was the first European trained player to be uh, named a first team All Star in the NHL. Uh, your options are A. Dominic Hasek, B. Bore Salming, C. Sergei Fedorov, or D. Yari Curry. 
and I'm going to post those right oh, there good. so that you can see. My, along with my your ears. Uh, immediate yes is uh, not on there. Um, hmm. European trained player. I don't, uh, I just, I, I find it hard to believe that Borier Salming would have ever been a first team all-star, but like he did kind of play in an era where there wasn't like super amazing defensemen, like around nine, like 77. I don't really know. It's not like he played in an era with fucking... Lidstrom and Niedermeyer and Stevens and just like a plethora of guys. But there were other good defensemen. I feel like it's not Hashik. I just, I don't, I feel like that's like too early for Hashik, but goaltending was kind of a mess by then. So, um, do, do I get a hint or I have to, I have to guess or how does that so work? So you get two hints per category. So you're more than welcome to use a hint now. Um, but you only get two. So if, if the next question is harder, then, you know, you're leaving yourself short. Do they, do they get harder? Not necessarily. Not by design? Okay. No. And again, two of them are multiple choice. Two of them are not. So. True. And I'm going to have to come up with the answer myself, right? For the multiple choice ones. Yeah. So the, I might, the individual ones, you'll get the answer. Probably the better end, off to but... guess right now. I'm... Ooh. I am going to go. You can talk it out. Talk it yeah, out. What do you What do you think? Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm not Regis, but you can still bounce <laughs> oh, ideas you're off. You're not me trying here. to get. You're not trying to get in my head. Yeah. No. Now I, you I'm, have. I'm, I'm trying to help you here. I want you, you have to win. Three remaining lifelines. Think of yeah. what you could do with four hundred dollars. Exactly. What are you kidding me? What could I do? Fucking go out for dinner tonight? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I have a lot of... Th- I I don't really know if I'm... The only guy I'm really leaning away from is Hasek. Because there's I, only I, one first-team all-star goalie. But did he win the Vesna that year? He might have won the Vesna. I, don't know. I, I don't in asking the question... I, in, in asking the question, uh, did not... I did not... I, I left out the, the years that these players are up for here. So the years that you see are the year that they would have uh, appeared in their, you know, uh, prime, so to speak. So, Hashik and Fedorov are the same year, 1994. So, if if you can kind of count one out, maybe you can say that the other one uh, stepped in. But then you've got 85 with Curry, yeah, I'm, and you've I'm, got Salming in 77. I'm actually leaning Fedorov, to be honest. It just seems like it's... See, this is where you fall into the classic trying to play the quiz master, it feels like Fedorov is just incorrectly placed in this group. And it almost makes me think that it would have been him. And it also comes at a time... I... Oh, man, no, that might have been the year Mario came back. Because if Mario's not playing, Fedorov easily could have been the best center in the game at that time. You know? Yeah, because in the '90s there's such a broad, you know what I mean, just separation. Like one year, Ronick's the best player on earth, and Ronick's not even a fucking Hall of Fame player, right? Like it's just such a mess in the '90s when you think about it. Now you do have four lifelines remaining, and a lifeline would add a, a hint to this round, but you jeopardize three points. I'm, I'm, you know what? I, I'm just gonna throw it out there. I'm gonna go Sergey Fedorov. Final answer. Sergey Fedorov, final answer. All right. Well, I've got bad news for you. Mm. 
Uh, Bore Salming is the correct ah, answer. Jeez, that's weird to me. Um, uh, additionally, um, all of these players won first-team All-Star in their respective years. Um, but as I said, the question was first. Bore Salming was first. Fedorov, Hashik both appeared in 94. Curry did appear in 85. So uh, there is that. Um, you're off to a tough start, but you got lots of time to make it up. You've still got all four lifelines, which is worth 12 points alone. Um, so you're not quite halfway there. Uh, I think this question's a little easier. I'm hoping, anyway. And, um, That's what I thought about the fucking Vegas uh, hotel question. No kidding. Uh, this is not a multiple-choice question. Here's your question. Uh, this former league MVP had a donut shop named after him Ooh, in the 1992 film oh, okay. Wayne's World. See, now we're talking. We should have more Wayne's World questions. Uh, I am going to go with former Chicago Blackhawk, Stan Makita. Is that your final answer, oh, yeah. Mr. Bataglia? Yes, sir. Uh, I'm happy to tell you that that is the correct answer. Stan Makita, uh, league MVP in both 67 and 68 with the Chicago Blackhawks. I could even tell uh, you who the actor was working at the fucking Stan Makita's No donuts. kidding. That's yeah. Ed O'Neill behind the counter. That's my guy. I bet. Jay Pritchett, um, Al Bundy. All right, so you've got two of the correct answers. Well, you've, you've got two of the answers. you got one right, you got one wrong. Um, up next, we got question number three. Not multiple choice. One answer. Here it is. Uh, the only brothers to win back-to-back Art Ross trophies. He did so first, shattering his career best to that point by 30 points while amassing a league-leading 83 assists and taking home the Hart Trophy in the same season. Can you give me the player? Or the, the brother pairing, you mean? The, it's, it's the first player. So we're, we're looking for these. This is the only brothers to win back-to-back heart trophies. He did so first. So we're looking for who did it oh, first God. between the two. He shattered his own career best to that point by 30 points with 83 assists. There's a couple options. I, I, I'll admit that there's, there's been a, a number of... I'm, I'm... I always get confused when it comes to these certain things because I just, I think awards are stupid. So, I... You still have two hints remaining. Yeah. Four lifelines. Yeah, I'm um, I'm probably going to need a hint here. Okay. Uh, in this particular instance, the hint for this question is a choice. So, I will give you either the games played and total points in the career of the answer or I will give you the Art Ross winning point total by the brother who won the Art Ross the next season. Yeah, the the point total by the brother for sure will help a lot. Okay. Let me pull that up for in, you. In making up uh, quizzes for you all the time, I'm very aware of point totals and games played totals. Okay. So, so I'm, this, I'm ruling out the Korea brothers at this point. This player played 1,330 games in the National Hockey League and amassed 
1,070 points. Okay. Okay. See, the issue is I'm trying to remember, because I confuse them, who the better brother is. So I, I think I've narrowed it down to the brother pairing. But first names don't matter with the Sedins. <laughs> I... Uh, I believe that we're looking for Daniel Sedin. Is that your final answer, yes, Mr. Yes, yeah. yeah. Alright, that is incorrect. We were looking for Henrik Sedin. Oh, for fuck's uh, sake. The 2010 Hart and Art Ross Trophy winner. How am I supposed to tell them apart? 12 points. Uh, it's not easy. The hell, um, what the hell am I supposed to know? Yeah. I don't know who the fuck... You know? Daniel was injured for most of 2009, um, so he did not live up to his brother's uh, point total. He, he did, did win well, the next I, year. I know, I know, literally I could tell you, I could almost tell you season by season roughly their point totals. I don't know which brother is which, though. It doesn't matter. That's fair. It's just, they're just, they're just one player. That's They're fair. just one really good player that take up well, two no spots. One's, no one's blaming you here. It's, it's, it's a, it's a brutal. They're twins. It's it's hard to tell them apart. Stupid brothers. At the best of times. Okay, so the final question of the round. We go back. We've got one last multiple choice question for you. Here it is. Question four. Which of the following players appeared in the most Stanley Cup finals? Okay. Okay. Uh, your options are A. Patrick Waugh. B. Claude Lemieux, C. Ken Dryden, or D. Ooh. Brian Trottier. Um, fairly confident that it is Brian Trottier. D. Is that your final answer? Yeah, yeah I'm not going to overthink this one. That is correct. Uh, Brian Trottier appearing in seven Stanley Cup finals. Trotz, my guy, one of my favorite chirpers of all time. Uh, Patrick Waugh in five, Claude Lemieux in five, and Ken Dryden in six Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, Trottier takes it with seven. So, at this point, uh, Brutes, you've got two questions correct and two questions incorrect. But you do have all four players in the category. So you've got Bore Salming, Stan Mikita, Henrik Sedin and Patrick Waugh. Or, sorry, not Patrick Waugh. Brian Trotje. Brian Trotje. What is the connection for Category 4 with Get By with a little help from these friends? Salming, Makita, Sedin, Trotje. Um, the connection? Is the connection between all four players. Well, what, what kind of, like, like, what's the... Well, there's there should only be one. I can't. Uh, there, it's it's not like they're not all from Canada. I can tell you that. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. Get by with a little help from these friends. They're all friends. No, I'm just. Um, hmm. I don't know. Do you have anything that you can see on the? On the surface, that might connect these four players. No, not not a thing. Um, they're not from similar countries. 
awards, they've all kind of won different things, I guess. Three forwards and a defenseman. Hmm. Be a good four-on-four team, I guess. Not bad. Yeah, no, I, I got nothing. I had no idea. Okay, you got nothing. Um, I, you know what? You did, you did pretty good. You've, you've, you got the two questions that mattered most, which were the, the individual questions. So you got four points. You kept all your lifelines. You're doing great. Like this, this isn't a detriment. I want you to don't get the surge. This is, this is, um, not a step back by any means. The category theme for category four is they're all, they all like Joe Cocker. Players that all lead their franchise. Fuck off. Sol- in assists. Borye Salming is the Toronto Maple Leafs assist leader. He is. What the fuck? I can. Give I would. I would. I literally would have guessed like Caberlet had more. Well, I know, I know he doesn't, but I'm just saying. Like, you know what I mean? I don't. I wouldn't really consider him to be that. I, th- I, I think, think Caberlet's like fourth, fourth or something. Like, he's he's, he's definitely, definitely up there. Yeah. Well, I know he's he's defenseman number two, but yeah. Boris Salming had 620 assists for the Maple Leafs, and he is the all-time leader. Not not great by any means. But like I said, you've got all four of your lifelines. you got two questions right there. Uh, so to this point in the quiz, um, you've you've amassed, uh, what is it, uh, 16 points. You need 25 to win. So you're, you're, you're okay. Don't get discouraged. Where would you like to go for your next category? We've got um, category one, this beat goes on and on. Category two, junior mints can be very refreshing. Um, or category three, third time's the charm. Let's go, uh, let's go, the, the beat goes on and on. This beat goes on and on. Category one. Turn the beat around. Question one, which of the following players scored the most goals... In the NHL. Option A, Guy Lafleur. Option B, Ron Francis. Option C, Maurice Richard. Or option D, Jean Bellevue. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's Ron Francis, although he probably makes the least sense on here because he's the only guy that uh, really was not a goal scorer. But um, he certainly played the longest by a, a large margin. Do you, do you have anyone you're counting out? I don't think it's... I know it's not Richard, and I don't think it's Beliveau. It's between Francis and Lafleur to me because I know that they're both fairly high on the goal leaders... Richard didn't play long enough to be really that high. Like I know, I'm fairly confident his number's five fifty, and I'm pretty sure Francis is over that. Actually, Richard might even be lower than that. But how how do the lifelines work again? While while okay, so the lifelines work as such. Um, You can either um, use a lifeline to reveal the correct answer of an incorrectly guessed multiple choice question which you don't have yet in this round. Or they can provide an additional hint to the two that you are allowed per round. And you have four lifelines remaining. Um, I'm going to use a lifeline. Well, actually, no, I'm not going to use a lifeline. 
Uh, I'm going to ask for a hint. Okay. Why, why would I? Hint. Why would I use my lifeline on an additional hint and then and then realize I know the answer to the other three questions? That that is that is you're doing smart. It's a smart strategy. For Figured sure. out the strategy now. I'm coming for uh, it. here. Here is your hint. I will reveal one of the four players' goal total oh, at your discretion. So you can pick any of those four guys, and I will tell you their goal total. Yeah, tell tell me Ron Francis's actually. <laughs> Ron Francis I want scored to know 549 goals. Ooh, that's in the not NHL. as high as I thought. I thought it was for sure closer to 600. Ooh. So Ron Francis has 549 goals in the NHL. Okay. Um. Well, I think I'm going to guess. Please and, do. And I think I'm going to guess Guy Lafleur then. You're going with Guy Lafleur at A. Is that your final answer, sure, sir? Sure, what, what the hell? That is correct. Guy Lafleur had 560 yeah, I knew, NHL goals. I knew it was around there, but I thought Francis was like 602. Maurice Richard finished all of five goals behind Ron Francis at 544, and Jean Beliveau rounded them out with 507. So you did good. You've you've uh, you're on the board already. Yeah, those were four you've... interesting players to group because that that was kind of like in uh, in over unders when I ask you a player that you think played somewhere between seven hundred and fifty games and eight hundred, and I and I give you the number seven seventy five, and it's just like, well, fuck me then. Yeah, it's just too I, I don't even know if I would have got Gila Fleur right. Like that that was a tough. That's a tough question for sure. Um, question two. We've got another multiple choice option here. Which active NHL player has won a total of 18 major awards in his career to this point? Your options are A, Sidney Crosby, B, Alex Ovechkin, uh, C, Evgeny Malkin, or D, Patrick Kane. What do we consider major awards? Um, anything except the Lady Bing. So the heart, the Art Ross, the rocket, Con the Smythe. Selkie, the Con Smythe. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think I included the Stanley Cup in that argument as well. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I guess that doesn't make a huge difference. <laughs> really only counts against one of them. Um... I'm fairly certain that it's not. That's kind of fucked to say. I'm fairly certain it's not Sidney Crosby. I keep forgetting he's got a couple. Uh, he's got a couple rockets peppered in there, you know, or at least one. They would all kind of make sense, but the only issue with Kane is I think. I want to say he's only won the Conn Smythe once. And I think Crosby has two. He's got more Art Rosses than all of them. Malkin has a Conn Smythe, but only the one, I think. Now, Malkin and Crosby have the same cup total. Yeah. So, so does those kind of cancel each other out. True. True. 
Ovechkin's the lone wolf here with one. Ovechkin's got more goal totals than anyone, but I don't really think... I honestly don't know if he's won in Art Ross. Like, I just... I can't think of an occasion where he actually led the league in scoring other than maybe one league one year. Hmm. I'm gonna... I'm gonna use a hint. Okay. Well, unfortunately, the hint in this category for a multiple choice... Born in Russia. ...is going to be remove one wrong answer. And the wrong answer that was predetermined was Evgeny Malkin at C. Okay. Cool. The one so, that I wasn't really considering. So you're left with Sidney Crosby at A, Alex Ovechkin at B, or Patrick Kane at D. Okay. Well, there's no the point most... in me uh, trying to overthink this too much. Um, the longer I wait, the more I'm going to talk myself into the wrong direction, I think. I am going to go with the obvious answer and pick Sidney Crosby. Because he's the only one of the three that has won every major award, I believe. So, uh, I will go Crosby. The correct answer is Alex Ovechkin. Um, I don't like that. Yeah, Ovechkin's got 18 major awards. Crosby has 14. Malkin has 9. And Kane has 8. So, uh, I think Ovechkin's up to like 8 Maurice Richard trophies at this point. So, those are definitely leading the way. He's got... The one Art Ross, he's got the one cup, uh, and he's got the one Con Smythe. I could pull up the rest if if you're really interested. Nah. Yeah, yeah, I don't dwell on the pass. Yeah. yeah, he's got 18. There it is. Um, all right, so you've you're one for two in category one. You've got Gilfler and Alex Ovechkin as your answers. Uh, both those questions were multiple choice, which means that you're going to end off this round with two questions without options and you've and you've used both your hints already who so, plays Seabass in the, two, in the 1994 yeah. film Dumb and Dumber question three which player holds records that includes highest plus minus in a single season most major awards won in a single season and the fastest overtime goal to clinch a Stanley Cup. Oh, right. I don't get a option. No um, options. Hmm. You got four lifelines. Haven't been in. Haven't been liking my hints, so I'm not really, not really feeling like it's time to bust out the lifelines yet. But I got four total lifelines for the game, right? Four total lifelines, and if you get a category right, you get another lifeline. And if you get this question wrong you will not be told who the correct answer is. So you'll be blindly guessing a category to find a connection. Ah, okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, you'll you'll get the correct answer. I should not have given you Alex Ovechkin. I messed that up. Ah, okay. I messed that up. That's, that's, That's the Quizmaster's fault. I messed that up. You should not have Ovechkin, but Regis is like a hundred. He doesn't make those mistakes. No, no he, he doesn't. doesn't. He's I don't a pro. think he doesn't do anything though. He just yeah. the computer just does everything for him. Yeah. So you will get the right answer. And he hasn't hosted the show in fifteen years. Um, fast. See the the fastest overtime goal to clinch a Stanley Cup is an interesting one for me. Um, I'm trying overtime to, goal. Yeah. See the thing is, is like I've. Highest plus minus in a single season. I've 
studied playoff overtime, not studied, but I've really, really looked at the list of playoff overtime goals um, because they make for good sound bites for our podcast. So I've actually explored that list quite a bit. Having said that, there is a large amount of playoff overtime goals. There's not that many to clinch a Stanley Cup. And any of the players I could think of that scored a playoff overtime goal to win a cup would not have led a league in plus-minus on the plus side. Anyway, uh, maybe... Well, who do you have? Who's coming to mind? Overtime uh, cup-winning well, goals. Well, see, but the thing is, is like that's the part I'm trying to focus the least on. Because like, overtime cup-winning goals, like Alec Martinez comes to mind. Uh, you know? Jason Arnett comes to mind. Uh, you know? Bob Nystrom or Kent Nilsson, whichever one scored that goal, comes to mind. Neither of them would apply here. I think I think the hip have immortalized a certain cup-winning goal scorer in one of their songs. Yeah, yeah. yeah See the four lifelines. Life the one guy, the one guy that just seemed the most obvious to me. Ah, but he wouldn't have won that many awards. So now, now I'm starting to think more of the obvious route because when i think leading plus i thought i always thought larry robinson had the the record for the highest plus minus in a season but i don't see him winning a ton of awards and even if he did i have no recollection of him scoring a stanley cup winning goal so i'm probably just gonna say bobby Orr because it's the only other one i can think of that makes sense is Bobby Orr your final answer? Bobby Orr. Number four. Uh, Bobby Orr's correct. He had a career-high 124-plus season in 1971. He also won the Hart, Norris, Art Ross, and Con Smythe in 1970, the same year that he scored the overtime-winning goal in 1970, 40 seconds into overtime against the St. Louis Blues. So you're on the board for Category 1. Makes uh, makes, got, makes Larry Robinson look pathetic. Yeah, you know, fuck you got you, you got Gila right. Ninety in a season. You got Gila Fleur right. You got Bobby Orr right, and you've you've already been told that Alex Ovechkin uh, has the most awards, despite the quizmaster fucking up. Uh, that leaves you with one more question for this round. This one could go either way. I I, I feel as though uh, this this is this could be either really difficult or. Very obvious off the bat, and it's it's one or the other. Question four: Which Hall of Fame goaltender wasn't drafted until the tenth round, 199th overall? Spent eight years playing in Europe, was sent to the International Hockey League twice before being traded by his draft team, and did not become an NHL starter until 1994 at the age of 29. I'm out of hints, eh? You're out of hints. You have four lifelines. Now let's use a lifeline. I want to make sure I get. Let's this right. use a lifeline. There it is. <laughs> I want to make Mr. sure. Mr. Bataglia right. taking away one of his lifelines, so um, he gets a hint. I, I hate to tell you this. The hint in the last question would have been better than the hint that you're getting for this question. Um, however, the hint that you're receiving is a choice option. I will give you either the year and. Uh, sorry, I will give you the year and team of his draft. Uh, no, no you, you get, get both. both. Oh, you get both. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 
So he was drafted by the Chicago Blackhawks. Nice. And the year of the draft was 1983. I'm going to go with Dominic Hasek. That is correct. Uh, Dominic Hasek is the answer we were looking for. You gave me that hint, and then for a second I'm like, wait, is it, could it, is it fucking Ed Belfour? And then I realized spent eight years playing in Europe. Yeah, oh, yeah uh, he was he was drafted by Chicago in '83. Spent uh, '82 to 1990 in the Czech League um, before coming over to the NHL full time. Um, all right, so brutes. That means you've got three of the four questions correct. You've got uh, Guy Lafleur as an answer. I gave you Alex Ovechkin mistakenly. Uh, you got Bobby Hoare correct, and you've guessed Dominic Hasek as the right answer. So what do those four players have in common for Category 1? This beat goes on and on. Anything jumping out to you? The only thing I can think of... Um, see, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to take what I did in the first category which i didn't read so much into the category title i'm trying to read more into it and to me it sounds like it's something that they've done that um lives in infamy or you know what i mean like there's it's something it's something to do with like awards and it or achievements kind of thing i feel like um depends how specific i have to be too because like initially until we got to Hashik, my, my thought was that they all lead their franchise in total points all time. But I don't think Hashik leads the Sabres in points, although they have been pretty bad for most of their existence, but I can tell you that Bobby Orr does not lead the Bruins in points either. So sure, that's but it, it could have been a thing. Like that's sure. the only real yeah. thing I'm I'm yeah I'm thinking. Um, this beat goes on and on. Yeah, the only thing I can think of is that they've all won the Con Smythe. Maybe that's that's my guess. Okay, I don't even uh, think that that's f- true, but I that's that's all I can really think of. Is that your final answer? Yeah. Um, while I believe three of them won the Har- uh, the Conn Smythe, uh, Dominic Hasek did not. Um, the clue we were looking for oh, heartbeat back-to-back oh, yeah. heart trophy yeah, winners. Yeah, heartbeat. Yeah. They go on and yeah. on. I was thinking Conn Smythe because they beat the other team, huh? Eh? Eh? Which wouldn't, ah. have been true. wouldn't have been true for Hasek, no matter what. Uh... Yeah, ha- Hasek won it in 96-97. Or three straight years, 70, 71, 72. Ovechkin, 2017, 2018. And Guy Lafleur, two years in a row, 76, 77. Hey, Lafleur. So there you go. Um, at this point, you've uh, you won four points in Category 1. You won three points in Category 4. Aren't I supposed so to be at you, like 39 points or something by now? You, you've accumulated seven points, and you started off... Um, with 12, but you use the lifeline. So 
you're up to, I want to say, 16 points, I believe. You've won seven, you lost three, that's four. Four on top of 12 is 16. So you're at 16 points. we got to get you one of those fancy uh, Regis Philbin computers. Tells you all the information. Uh, you've got two categories to go. You got to get nine points. Uh, you have three categories, or three three lifelines. Sorry, remaining. Category two: Junior mints can be very refreshing. Or category three: Third times the charm. Well, this is my third time around, so I'm going to go third times the charm. Third, third times the charm. Let's do it. I like it. I like the energy. I like the thought process there. We're both very good game show hosts, I think. Are we? I well, hope so. you're you're very cheery, I'm so trying. you're good for this game, and then I'm good for the. The trying to fuck with your head Regis Philbin type game, you know? Okay. I'm okay with that. Uh, question one. Third time's the charm. Who is the only Slovakian player serving as a franchise's all-time leading goal scorer? The only Slovakian player serving as a franchise's all-time leading goal scorer. Hmm. China. What kind of Slovakians are coming to mind? Uh, Bondra. Mm-hmm. Stan Makita, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he, he was born in Slovakia. Slovakia. Yeah. 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 But I don't think he's the leading goal scorer. Well, maybe he is. Like, who would? Who the fuck else would would be? Eric Daze? Like, like is easier things trying to eliminate the teams where I know the all time leading goal scorer, and there's quite a sure. few where it just quite like you know what I mean. It just obviously isn't. And and, and that was the issue with Bondra, right? Is like Ovechkin's the all time leading goal scorer for the Capitals. So there goes Bondra. Unless you do have two more hints. For category three. Oh yeah, true. Hmm. Yeah, let's go with a hint. You want to go for a hint? Yeah, I do. Let's burn a hint. Um, this is cate- This is category three. Question one. Um, here is your hint. I will give you the division that the team oh, is that's... in. <laughs> okay. Cool. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that fucking the, the, cuts a lot out. The current. Division that this team is in is in the central. Yeah, I knew that. As I think of another Slovakian, but there's no fucking way he's leading his team. Um. So which teams are in the in the in the central? Well, you got the you got the the Jets slash Thrashers. So, so who's the leader there? there? Uh, I I would imagine it's Kovalchuk. I I it's just the only real good Slovakian they had is Hosa, and he wasn't there long enough. The Blues, yeah, like the best Slovakian forward I can think of ever playing there is Pavel Dimitra. So I don't really think that they're an option. The Wild are the tough one because it's like their all-time leading goal scorer might actually be Gabaric, and he is Slovakian, I believe. It's down to the Wild or the Blackhawks for me. Like the Predators, I don't, I don't know who their fucking all-time leading goal scorer is. Jim Dowd, David Legwan, maybe. 
Well, well do they have a Slovakian? Slovakian? Uh, the best Slovakian forward I can think of them ever having is Martin Erat, uh, who was terrible. So, um, was around for a while. Yeah, don't don't think he got more than <laughs> than I think he got twenty goals once in like seven years. So it's not really an option. I'm going to guess that it is the it is Marion Gaverick of the Minnesota Wild. Formerly your final. Is that your final? Yeah, answer? yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. All right, well, you'll be happy to know that uh, Marion Gabrick leads the Minnesota Wild in goals with 219. Cool. Um, cool. While Stan Makita is Slovakian, uh, Bobby Hull actually leads oh, the Blackhawks gross. in goals. So. Gross. Yeah, oh, there's, there's that. God, can we fucking bring Stan Makita back to life, please? Wow, oh, I wish. Put him in the lineup. Uh, question two for third times the charm. This is a player profile that you're going to get. Ready? Player profile. Uh, this player was born on April 1988. He finished third in Calder voting. Can I get the date? With his, no. with his <laughs> teammate taking help. first. He's a multiple World Junior, Olympic, and Stanley Cup champion. He's the youngest player to achieve triple ground status. And the second youngest to win Conn Smythe Trophy. He has also had a lake named in his honor in his home province. Uh, Brutes, who is that player? There's got to be a reason why the birth date is left out. Left out. Go Crosby because he was born on the 87th of April. No. Um, third and Calder voting. I guess it has to be Canadian, unless it's a Russian with a province. Lake, Lake Ovechkin. Um, I I'm gonna say it's Jonathan Taves. I'm really blanking on um, who would have been a triple gold winner younger than him. That's around that age. So I'm gonna go Taves. You know, Jonathan Taves of the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, that is correct. Jonathan Taves, 22 years old when he won the triple crown. And the con Smythe, like, Patrick cool. Kane, of course, winning the Calder that same Making this game season. my bitch. Uh, there it is. You're cleaning up. Uh, three points so far throughout Category 3. You've got Taves Heart of a champion Gabrick. and the wit of Regis Philbin. Yep. You've got one one hint remaining in this, uh, in this round. Um... And now we've got question three. This is a tough one. I I, I remember like reading about this when I was young, but I I it, it, it's one that escapes you. I, I feel. Uh, who is the only position player to win the Conn Smythe Trophy for playoff MVP for a team that did not win a Stanley Cup? Your uh, your options are Wayne Gretzky with the '93 Kings, Bernie Jeffrion with the '54 Canadians, Reggie Leach with the '76 Flyers, or Eric Lindros with the '97 Flyers. The only position player 
to win the Conn Smythe. We all know about J.S. Uh, Jaguar winning the Conn Smythe. Uh, we know about Ron Hextall winning the Conn Smythe years that they've they've lost. This is the only position player to do so. Uh, I got the uh, World Cup of Hockey on TV right now, and Jonathan Taves just scored a goal against Team Europe. And uh, the player that came over and hugged him first, I only got a really quick glance at. And for a second, I thought Jason Spezza made the fucking 2016 World Cup roster. Um, but it was Corey Perry, so... Okay. All is well. You have one hint remaining in Category 3, and you have three lifelines at this point. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Gretzky won it in 93. I just don't... I don't ever remember reading or seeing that he did anything overly spectacular enough to, like, justify giving it to him. He had a hat trick in Game Three in the Conference Finals or Game, game Seven, seven yeah, Conference fine. Finals. That's, that's good for him. Should have been in prison during that game. Um, also, an option. I, I could see it being Jeffrey on. To be honest, for some reason that just seems like a thing that would have happened. But I do think Eric Lindros has a Conn Smythe, and I know that he doesn't have a Stanley Cup. Although I could see it being Reggie Leach. Like, these are all players that very much kind of make sense that they would win it. Um, I am, we, we all know, we all know, know Wayne, Wayne has, has a Conn Smythe. Yes. Uh, a few, to be precise. Uh, it's just whether one of those came with that Kings team, I suppose. Yeah, and I don't think it did. I'm I'm going. I'm going to go uh, Eric Lindros. Final answer. Yeah, sure. What the hell? That, that is incorrect. incorrect. Ooh. Um, because it's a multiple choice question, you're going to get the correct answer. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're, okay. you're not. I, I made that mistake with the Ovechkin question last time. So you will not get the correct answer of that one. But you do know that it's not Eric Lindros. Moving forward. Okay, so question four. Question four. This active European NHLer has amassed exactly, exactly a point per game average in his career to this point. Is it A, Leon Dreisaitl? Is it B, Nikita Kucherov? Is it C, Elias Pedersen, or is it D, Evgeny Malkin? Yeah, could very easily be any of the four. I, I cannot, even as many points as, as fucking Dreisaitl has, I just can't see it being enough to make up for the fucking eight points in 82 games or whatever the fuck he had his first year. Like, I think the gap's just too too big for him to have made it up in the last two years because um, I don't think he had a point per game until the last two years in either of those other years um, Kucherov makes sense because although he wasn't amazing when he broke on the scene he was still good like worthy of at least half a point per game and I think that's enough to make up the difference 
since he started putting up a point per game, which has been a while. Pedersen hasn't been in the league all that long. It would entirely make sense for him to have a point per game because I think he finished with a point per game last year. And I couldn't tell you what he did this year, but there's just amount. There's enough room for error that that makes sense, I guess. Yeah, he's got one hint left. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I, I'll, I, well, I'll use the hint. I may as well use it. That's fair. That's question, question four. four. You don't have nowhere, nowhere else, else to go. go. No, it's just going to... It's not coming with me when I die. It's not like money. Hey-o. Uh, so the hint for question four is that I will reveal the current... Uh, the Sorry, not... I will reveal the career high in points for a season for the correct answer. And that is 110 points. There right, goes Patterson. Um, career high, there goes Kucherov. Ooh, does that eliminate Dreisaitl? No, it doesn't. You son of a bitch. You son of a gun. You son of a bitch. Um, hmm. Well, um, it's tough because I ruled out Dreisaitl because of what the question was asking, but now that I'm thinking career highs, I I just think Malkin 110 doesn't sound like the number for Malkin, and I think it sounds like the number for Dreisaitl. You do have some lifelines remaining. If you get this one wrong, I can give you the correct answer. See, the funny thing is I'm trying to use less lifelines so I can accumulate more points. But if I end up getting the questions wrong, it doesn't really matter if, you know, like it's, I, I, it's almost better strategy for me to guess. Because at least I keep points for the lifelines. But if I don't have enough players to guess from, then I don't get the category right. I see, I see what you've done with this game. I realize we're three quarters of the way through and now I'm starting to see, uh, uh, the, the, all the strategy involved here. There is some. I will use a lifeline, good sir. Okay. So, so you are going, going to automatically, automatically receive the answer, answer to this question. question. Cool. That's even better. Is that, do you, you want to guess? guess? You want to guess first, or, or do you want to use the lifeline? Uh, I will automatically, even if I get it wrong. Well, if you, you get, get it wrong, wrong you can, can use the lifeline, but you'll be giving oh, up three points. points. Oh, but I, I can use a lifeline after the fact? You can. Oh, beautiful. Point during the game. Oh, beautiful. I was thinking it was like the you double. You can use it for the last I thought it was like the double question. dip from uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire earlier. No, no. Okay, I'm I'm going to guess that it's Leon Dreisaitl. You're going to guess, guess that Leon Dreisaitl. Ah, do I want to guess that? I don't know if that's my final answer. No. No, 110 points. No, I, I'm going. I'm going of Genny Malkin. I just, I can't, I can't fucking see Drysaitel having made up the difference on after his piss poor offensive years to start his career. So you're going of Genny Malkin. I'm going of Genny Malkin. Yeah, let's go, fucking Gino, baby. Let's go. Is a is a career point per game player in his career? Yeah, I think so, or or over for sure. But I, I, he's around there. Final answer. Yeah, yeah, Gino, Gino, baby. Let's go. Uh, you you are incorrect, incorrect sir. Uh, <laughs> Malkin is not the correct answer. Oh God! For that question. Okay. Well, let's try sidle then. Um, so 
At the end of Category 3, you have Marion Gabrick as the leading Slovak. You have Jonathan Taves. Uh, you do not have the answer to uh, the Conn Smythe winner for position player, and you did not get correct the active NHLer who has a point-per-game average. Uh, that being said, you do have to uh, figure out the third times the charm category for Gabrick Taves and Curiosity Curiosity. Uh, you can use a lifeline if you would like to reveal one of the two multiple choice answers. I, I can. I, it doesn't have. I can pick either question though. Sure. sure. Okay. Both. I'm going to use a lifeline. I want to know the answer to question three. I know the answer to question four. So. Okay. So you'd like to know the answer to question three. The answer to question three is C. Reggie okay. Leach. Perfect. That's won the Con Smythe with the 76 flyers. Gives me no fucking clue as to what the category is though, because I don't know. The first goddamn thing about Reggie Leach. So you've got Marion Gabrick, Jonathan Taves, Reggie Leach, and blank for category three, third times the charm. Hmm. Would you like, like to use a lifeline for question, question four? Or are you confident, confident I'm, I'm confident that it's Leon Dreisaitl. The only thing I can think of, but I don't know that this is true. I don't know that it's true for any of them, but it's it's more so just going off what I know about Dreisaitl, who is not even really a confirmed answer technically, but... And based on the title, it just seems like it's got to be something to do with, like maybe their third season being their career high in points. Because I don't... The only guy with that that I'm kind of questioning, though, is Taves. Like, I know Gabaric really hit his stride early on. Not that he was bad afterwards, but... Mm-hmm. Dreisaitl's mm-hmm. third year, I guess, would have been... No, uh, it wouldn't have been last year. They all They all have a three-beer limit when they go to the bar. Ooh, I, I do, do not know, know that. Not my final answer. Thought it may be something to do with. It's the only thing I can think of with that title is maybe third. Third year was their career high in points, but I don't. It doesn't really make sense for Drysaddle to me. I don't think. Because I'm pretty sure his debut season. His debut season was in the old rink. But when did they close Rexall? Was that 2016 or 2017? We saw the tragically hip there. In 2016. Which was the year that they closed the rink. So 15, 16, 16, 17, 17, 18. Yeah, that doesn't make sense for Dreisaitl. Unless that year doesn't count it as his rookie year. Maybe he only played like 10 games. That's the question. I'm trying to think of now. I'm trying to think of Drysaddle has a year where it was like 12 games, you know, one point kind of thing, and then his quiet offensive year was the year after when he played the full year. It's a good one. It's a tough one. That's all I've got, though. That's all I really got for a category. So I'm just gonna have to guess it. I think uh, I'm gonna guess that their third season in the league was their highest point total. I got nothing else. That's, That's your, your final, final answer? answer? Yeah. 
I, I regret to inform you that that is incorrect. Um, the category for this theme, uh, all four players uh, were drafted third overall. Oh, fuck. <laughs> right in front of me. I, I always think Gabrick was a first overall pick, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, just seems like a thing. Not the case. Gabrick, third overall in uh, 2000, uh, Taves in 2006. Uh, Reggie Leach in 1970 and uh, Dreisaitl in 2014. All, uh, all the Reggie Leach so. knowledge that I have. Dreisaitl's career high actually coming this season. 110 points at the pause uh, for no. COVID after 71 games. What did he get last year? Uh, 105. Oh, okay. Um, Evgeny Malkin's career high, 113. Hmm. It's a bit of an asterisk on Dreisaitl because he may still get more points. He, he could, could. Mm-hmm. Uh, indeed. In, in the this, season, I'm sure that is coming back. Not regardless, it is his career high. Uh, that leaves you with one category remaining, uh, brutes. Okay, um, I'm going to go third times the charm again. Ooh, and okay. I, think, I figure if I do it three times, maybe I'll get it all right. So I'm going to still get something wrong this time around. I I like the confidence. Uh, to this point, you've accumulated ten points. You've got ten points that you've accumulated, but you've used six. So you've really only gained four. You're sitting at sixteen. You got to come up with nine points in this category. You got to kind of win the category more or less to uh, to win the game. Unfortunately, um, this is junior mints can, can be, be very refreshing. Sorry, I I, I I can't win the game anymore. Is that what you said? You have to you have to get the category right and then some. Because if you get all four questions right without a hint, that's only uh, eight points. And you need nine to win the game, so you gotta get the category connection right uh, at the very least. Um, all right, we're gonna start off with an easy one. Category two: Junior mints can be very refreshing. Um, I've lost my question. I'm glad I there just it is. left the category that I'm least sure about. Yeah, there you go. Uh, question one: As of the COVID pause, this player. Was leading the leading scorer amongst defensemen. This player was the leading uh, scorer amongst defensemen. It it has to be John Carlson. I I don't think anyone caught up. Is John Carlson your final answer? Yeah, it's well him or Yossi, but I don't think Yossi was doing all that good. So yeah, Carlson. John, John Carlson, Carlson, your answer. That, that is, is correct. correct. He had seventy five points through sixty nine games this season. season. Who was next? I don't, don't actually know. know. Um, I'll look it up. Yeah, yeah sure. sure. I didn't. I didn't look up who was next. It didn't, didn't really matter to me. Um. Okay. This. This is a. This is an interesting question. This might be the most interesting question of the entire quiz. Question two. That was Yossi. Despite missing thirteen games to injury this season, this forward amassed the 11th most single-season goals for an original six franchise he plays for. Um, Was it A, Austin Matthews, uh, B, David Pasternak, C, Patrick Kane, or D, Mika Zibanejad? Don't really like this too much. The funny thing is, is I almost, I almost already know 
I think I already have a guess what the category is. But I don't want to fuck up too many answers on the way. I will use a hint, please. You're going to use a hint? Yes. Alright, category two, question two. Uh, this is a choice question. Okay. I will give you either the goal totals of the four players, or I will give you the leading goal total for each of the franchises that those players play for. Uh, the, the goal totals of each player is from this season? Yeah. Yeah. Uh. I don't know if either of those hints are going to be enough. Um, Do you have a, a rough idea of where those four guys live, or, or sit, sorry, on the season? Um, well, I own Patrick Kane. I know he was having a pretty good year. The funny thing with Patrick Kane is a lot of the competition is himself for single-season goal totals. Austin Matthews was my first thought before you even said his name, though. But he didn't miss any games because of injury this year. I I actually didn't think about that point. Kane didn't miss any time, I don't think. I I don't think Pasternak did, and I know Zabinijad missed quite a while. The funny thing is, is... I was almost hoping that the hint was going to be uh, age-related with these players, because if the category is what I think it is, that would do me more good in the long run. Um, I, I'm going to go Mika Zabinijad. Is that your final answer? Yes. Uh, you are correct. Mika Zabinijad is the correct answer. Uh, despite missing 11 games or uh, 13 games this season uh, he currently sits 13th all time on the Rangers single season scoring record with 41 goals Jesus uh, this, Christ this season uh, Patrick Kane's 33 goals uh, is unknown I could not track down exactly where 33 lies it's it's too far down there's, yeah. there's too many guys ahead of him uh, David Pasternak currently sits 9th with 48 goals in Bruins history and with 47, Austin Matthews is tied for the 7th most single-season goals in Maple Leaf history. So, there you go. Um, okay. Uh, question 3 is a multiple-choice question. Always love those. Um, for nearly two, year, two and a half years, between April 11th, 2009... Until October 8th, 2011, this European-born player was the only Maple Leaf to score a hat-trick in an NHL game. Uh, We are looking for either A, Alexei Ponikarovsky, B, Mikhail Grabowski, C, Nicholas Hegman, or D, Nick Antropov. Uh, fuck, I don't, yeah, I guess Antropov was still there, I didn't really think about that. 
I don't... I can't see it being Ponikarovsky. And the, the sole reason for that is, as a Leaf fan, I would be shocked if he ever scored a hat-trick as a Toronto Maple Leaf. Like, absolutely shocked. Um, as much as I liked Ponikarovsky, they didn't really seem to come in bunches. I, I'm fairly confident that it's Nick Hagman, but that is not my final answer yet. Um, I just think, I just, the, the, the problem for me is I think I've heard this fact before, but I definitely remember him scoring a hat trick. Because that's a thing, right? Like, as a hockey fan, I think people think hat tricks are more common than they are sometimes. They are pretty rare. And as a Leaf fan, they're even rarer. Um, <laughs> even when we have good players, they can't seem to fucking figure out how to get a hat trick. So, I, I I will say, and I won't I won't count this as a hint, but I, I will say that three of these players have scored hat tricks. Yeah, well, I know Antropov has hat tricks as a Leaf. I don't think it's more than one or two. And I seem to remember him doing it like his rookie year. Because I just, I, I feel like I remember him getting like 11 goals in a season and fucking like six of them came in a matter of two games. But that's not really contributing anything. Grabowski's the wild card for me. I don't really have any hard evidence for or against, because he's the only one on this list that I would say was, like, very good from day one till final day as a Leaf. Whereas the other three were kind of more complimentary players. Grabowski actually, not a number one center, but was, like, a good number two center for a little while in the league. So nothing would shock me there is what I'm getting at. Uh, I'm... I'm... Should I use my hint? Because I don't know what's coming at me with that next question. Mind you, if I get it wrong, I've already eliminated one guy. I don't know what the hint is, either. I, I'm I'm just going to guess Nicholas Hagman. Is that, is that your, your final, final answer? answer? Yes, Regis. Uh, uh, Nicholas Hagman is correct. correct. Nice! Uh... Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, all all th- all all of Hegman, Grabowski, and Antropov had hat tricks. Uh, Antropov and Hegman with the Leafs. Uh, Grabowski had one with the Capitals in 2013, and Ponikarovsky never had an NHL hat trick. So you've got John Carlson, you've got Mika Mikhail Zabinijad, and you've got Nicholas Hegman all correct. Uh, one question remaining. Something about some something John Tavares related. Come on. Uh, question four. This second generation NHLer was a first round draft pick, twenty second overall, and was traded in twenty fifteen in a deal featuring three draft picks, six players, one of which was including a future Conn Smythe Trophy winner. Brutes, can you give me that player? Good thing I didn't use my hint. The second generation NHLer. First round pick, 22nd overall. Doesn't anywhere in here say that this is a good player? 
traded in 2015 in a deal including three draft picks and six players. Future Con Smythe winner. Oh, <laughs> there it is. 22nd overall seems wrong, though. Because the trade for me, I mean, there's only five players that have won the Con Smythe since then, if that, four. That's Phil Kessel, who was traded in the summer of 2015. Crosby, Vetchkin, who whoever won it for the Blues. Who won it for the Blues? I guess you can't tell me. Can you? That's not really relevant to the question. Well, no, I guess it could be. It could be, because it could be O'Reilly, I guess. But he wasn't traded summer 2015. Was he? Oh, shit. Yeah, it could be. It could be O'Reilly, I guess. I should have let you speak up. Fuck. But that trade was... Even if it was O'Reilly to Buffalo. Because I don't, I don't remember who won it for the fucking Blues this year. But it, like, I can't see it being anyone other than O'Reilly. So if it was him, he was traded Buffalo... Grigorenko, Zadorov, neither of which are second gens, I don't think. Zadorov isn't. Grigorenko could be, but a 22nd seems too low. But I'm blanking on the rest of that trade. I don't. Going back to Kessel. Seems like too many players. Six, six players. Kessel was traded with Spaling. Or Kapanen, who's a second-generation player, but 22nd seems too low. Scott Harrington was involved. Don't think he's a second-gen. There was an Erickson of some kind involved, but it wasn't Anders' kid, so that doesn't really matter too much, I don't think. There were a few draft picks involved, but I don't think there's six players. It's the only player I can think of involving either of them that wouldn't have a... I'm going to use my hint. You're going to use your hint. Okay. Your hint for this question is that I will provide the teams that this player's father played Perfect. For. There we go. Dana Zubras have a kid? In order, they are the Hartford Whalers, the Carolina Hurricanes, and the yeah, Philadelphia the Flyers. Flyers. <laughs> yes! Yes! Uh, yeah, it's got to be Sammy Kapanen. Or, well, Kasperi Kapanen is the player we're talking about, I guess. So, uh, it, it has to be, I think. I'm just going to guess Kasperi Kapanen, final answer. So, your guess is Kasperi Kapanen, and that is correct. Kasperi Kapanen, um, the player we are looking for there. So you used one hit on Kapanen, so that's worth a point. You got Hagman, you got Zabinijet, you got Carlson. So you got seven points this round. You have to tell me uh, the 
category, category connection, connection. In, in order to win the game as you are a full three points off of winning and this is for five points I have I have two ideas okay but one makes way more sense to me than the other the other is something the other is something I would have to figure out like I would really have to think about it and I just don't think John Carlson applies which would be something junior team related. However, junior mint leads me to believe that they are all gold medal winning uh, world at the at the world junior championships. Because I know two of the four are. Sorry, so that's what I'm guessing for the category that they've all won gold at the world juniors. They've all won gold at the world juniors. Um, as the quiz master, I'm, I'm gonna have to ask for more. Um, hmm, okay. Well, another thing I can confirm is two of the four, and I think three of the four, have scored the winning goal at the World Juniors. So, I guess that's what I would guess next, but... I guess the other thing is they could be like player of the tournament. But I just don't I don't really remember Zabinajad as a world junior. Which is kind of funny because he's the probably the best of the four players here. But I'm I'm gonna go that they scored the winning goal in the World Juniors. Final answer. I'll give it to you. You're you're still a little bit off. But overtime. Um... I want to see you win it. Uh, all four players scored overtime winning goals for the gold medal. Yeah, because I was World I was going to say again, like I know three of the four did that. I don't remember Zabinajad. What year was that? Twenty thirteen. Who they I beat? Believe. Oh, me, that was the year Canada was dog shit. Eh? Um, I've got it here. So that was the year Canada. Twenty twelve. Like fourteenth out of ten teams. Yeah, twenty twelve uh, was the gold medal winner for Zabinajad over Finland. I think. Um, so there it is. You get all five points for that category. You get a lifeline back, which means you get eight, eight points. points. You, you win the game. game. Cool. That was a there fucking come from behind. Holy oh, shit! Yeah. That looked that looked real bleak going into that last Junior one. Mince. Thank Junior God. Be very refreshing. Thank God I saved that one till the end because at the beginning I didn't know how the game worked and I would have just fucked up a category I could have done well in. And that's funny exactly. that I thought that was the category I was most doomed for, and I. And that was the only one I actually did fairly uh, well. Uh, I, ironically, my original idea for the category was um, players that have scored both an overtime winning goal and a Stanley Cup winning goal uh, at the World Junior and then, you know, the NHL level. And I had three guys, um, but there were I couldn't get a fourth. None of, none of the other guys had scored a Stanley Cup overtime goal. I had Halischuk, uh Kapanen. And Zabinijed, but neither neither Carlson or Hegman had an overtime Stanley Cup winning goal. So, okay, like an overtime yeah. goal in the playoffs, you mean, or something? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought you meant a Stanley Cup winning goal. I was like, when the fuck did Kasperi Kapanen? Um, no. <laughs> and the first red flag was like, when the fuck did Matt Halischuk win a Stanley Cup? That was the first yeah. one that I was like, what? So there it is. You, uh, uh, Brutes Pataglia wins the Connect 4 Trivia Challenge. Well, I, I dominated. You know, what can I say? The first in history. Um, I will go down as the guy that uh, had to use all three lifelines in the first ten questions of Millionaire. Um, yeah, in hindsight, maybe the questions were a little tougher than I thought they were. It's just, uh, 
for some reason, I thought that Quenville question about Amante, I thought you were just going to, like, before I even got to answer four, just be like, well, Tony Amante. Like, I don't know why. I just thought that was one you were going to. But I guess, like, I would say it's a little bit harder when you're in the when you're in the hot seat, eh? Like, it's a, it's a little bit harder. You're, you're overlooking. You're just, you're trying to figure out where to look for the answers. And it sometimes you lead yourself down the wrong rabbit hole. Oh, oh exactly. You know? Like, especially, especially with Doug, Doug Waite being, being rid of, rid of the cusp, cusp, I feel. Again, like, I, I can't remember exactly I want to say St. Louis, but it was, it was close. close. I want to say, other than Tangay, that Quenville only coached all of them for one, coached the other two for one year. Like, right. I believe Happy yeah. Boulin and Waite were, like, real close. Because um, I remember having um, Waite with St. Louis and uh, Monte with Calgary in the same, like, hockey card collection. So then it became a matter of, okay, did Amante get... Was that the first year he was there with Calgary? Was that Waite's first year with St. Louis? So it became very confusing with those two guys for me. But C'est la vie, I suppose. That's the life of a trivia uh, contestant. Yeah, you know, you can't win them all. That's that's the point. Um, exactly. Yeah, so that's it for your, your quiz show. Uh, version of the of the podcast. Fun fact: I recently watched um, the 1994 film Quiz Show, uh, nominated for Best Picture at an Academy at the Academy Awards, uh, in what is known as the best um, Best Picture class of all time. Uh, it was it was good. It was good. Okay. I I always wondered. I was the only one I had never seen, uh, and I rewatched Four Weddings and a Funeral last night as well, which uh, it's funnier than I remember it being. For sure, that's fair. Yeah, big Hugh Grant, yeah. big Hugh Grant guy, myself. So, I don't think anyone like despises Hugh Grant, I guess. But you know what I watched um, with him in it is The Gentleman. It's a Guy Ritchie movie, and it's kind of like Tarantino-y. It's got like this crime plot, and the the story kind of jumps all over the place, more or less. Like there's a narration kind of scene that they just keep going back to and basically Hugh Grant is telling the story of everything that's happened up to that point and so Hugh Grant's telling it and then they shoot back and then they show you and then they come back and Hugh Grant's talking but I have long been on the I want Hugh Grant to make a movie like that because I want to see him in that kind of a role and then he did it and the movie was awesome and he was easily the best part of the movie like yeah as this guy yeah he fucking crushed it I I, I'm like yes do more of this. He needs to get into some Tarantino flicks or something. Like, I I love that guy. I think he's awesome. It's enough with the rom-coms, you know? Matthew McConaughey, same thing. He did it for a while. You know, he's moved on. Let's go. Hugh Grant, get on board. Let's go, buddy. Come on. Let's shoot yeah. shoot some guns, go. rob some banks. Let's Come on. Let's go, Hugh. Yeah. Grow up. Right there with you. Start acting like a child. Grow up. Um, You can find us at Clomper and... Portugal Radio and wherever you found this one. Um, I guess we'll be back pretty soon. We got a guest again coming up. Uh, we got uh, another bonus episode. Not a lot of hockey to talk about, but I think we're going to have a hockey episode in the next week or so. We're getting close. We're getting close. Yeah. If nothing new develops, there's already been enough in the last week that we could sit down and discuss. Anyway, there's been some yeah. pretty big yeah. off ice developments. So yeah, we'll be we'll have a hockey episode for you soon. 
Yeah, don't, don't forget about us. We're still here. We're still recording, sure. and uh, we still appreciate all of your support. So yeah, I've noticed by the view numbers, people still care about the hockey episodes, which is oh good. good. So that's yeah, that, that those well, numbers those numbers haven't changed. Like we're still bitching about a a fucking offside review call from last week or something on every episode. Like no, there's not really anything exciting. I was worried all the bonus episode bracket stuff was going to drive some people away. Nah, people just ignore those. It's all good. That's, that's fair. fair. Yeah, I would, I would too. too. Um, you can find me at pretty much nothing. I am not doing anything here in quarantine. Uh, and my name is still James Cole. Um, yeah, that's, that's me. Yeah. Uh, I still work for the North side, but I don't uh, have much to write about cause there's nothing hockey related going on. So you can find me in my backyard with a beer in my hand. Usually. I'll see you, see there. you there. Cool. All right. Bye-bye. Take care. I'm telling you this place is perfect. You're going to make friends in no time. <laughs> Out of here! Here, just eat that! Leave us alone!